I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the love life you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club, you need to be. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of season one in a categorized list by age and relationship status, my foundational principles in video, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and much more. The best part is that you'll have access to all episodes of season two the moment they're ready. Otherwise, you'll only be getting season two on your listening platform once every eight weeks or so. Don't miss out. Join the 8020 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. Be consistently and successfully mindful of the best ways to make your man wonder by becoming a member of the 8020 Wonder Club. It's just 80 cents for the first month. That's the 8020wonder.club. And I'll see you in the clubhouse. Sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on the Make Him Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach licensed social worker and author of the book why won't he commit how a man decides to make you the one each episode I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship problem or concern in real time meaning it's going on right now I'm happy to have my guest today who is Mira Mira is 38 and she was uh, dating a separated man but he was not divorced she was dating him last year and he is in his 40s she wants to know if she could have done anything differently to prevent the relationship from ending badly or if it was a simple case of this man being a consumer rather than a buyer and I love this question because or this situation as well because there's so much here to talk about in terms of men being in a state of being a consumer or a buyer and um, how we can hold ourselves to certain kinds of um, standards so to speak so that um, we do not get uh, hurt by the divorced or soon to be divorced man it's so contextual so many things here so I'm really happy to welcome Mira to the show hi Mira Hi, Paula. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Good. So I want to get some background um, on this situation, mm-hmm. how you met, um, how it came to be that you were in a relationship and what the relationship was like. I know you've done the rules, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So um, did it start as a rules relationship? Yes, very much so, yes. So we met online on Tinder. 
uh, and our date zero, the meet and greet, was last week of June last year. Mm-hmm. And from then on, we met every alternate weekend. Um, and alternate because he also has a child uh, who he had over at his place every alternate weekend. So he was making time for me the weekend that, you know, his child was not with him. Mm-hmm. And when you say saw him every other weekend, what was that like? Was it a, a Saturday night date? Was it all weekend? What What was it like? No, so the first couple of dates were Friday night dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, from date three onwards, were all Saturday night dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you did things like dinner? What did you do? Uh, we would do dinner. We would do movies. We went to a jazz club one time. Um, we went bowling once, so it was a mix of things, but there was always dinner included. Mm-hmm. And how long did that go on? Uh, so we had 11 dates over a period of nearly six months. Okay, so over six months, so you saw each other pretty much every other weekend for six months? Yeah, yeah, roughly. And so... Did it become any kind of physical relationship? What, how did, what did it no. kind of morph into? Just the dates or uh, what? Just the dates, no uh, physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kissing, but uh, I didn't move any forward because I never got a commitment, which is why the relationship ended. But it okay. ended very, very badly. Okay, so I know you wanted to talk to me about that part of it. When you say it ended badly, what do you mean? Um, so we, the whole six months, we had amazing dates. We had an amazing time. We would have so much fun together. There were no red flags. Um, both of us are in similar kind of jobs, so we understood each other's. I mean, I thought we had similar values. So I was really excited about the relationship. Um, but on the day after Christmas, on 26th of December, we went on, um, we had a whole day date. So we went to the countryside, we went to a couple of vineyards. Um, it was a great date, we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I was very aware of is that he had not asked me out for New Year's Eve and we had already crossed the deadline for him to ask me out for New Year's Eve as per the rules, because he's supposed to ask me out two weeks in advance. Okay, so um, a week in advance he hadn't asked you about New Year's Eve? I'm sorry? A week in advance he hadn't asked you about New Year's Eve? That's right, and according uh-huh. to the rules, he's supposed to ask me out two weeks in advance. Right. And not only that, he wasn't even bringing up the topic of New Year's Eve, um, which really is a thing that struck me as very odd, because he asked me out in advance, he would ask me out a week in advance for every other date. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to backtrack if you don't mind. Um, so here, the the question I have for you is that um, how you met on Tinder, and mm-hmm. what did you know about him prior to meeting him the first time? Did you think he was divorced? What was the deal? Um, I thought he was divorced. I had uh, looked him up online, so I knew that he worked. Uh, where he worked, I knew what work he did. Um, I knew that he had a child, but my assumption was that he was divorced. It was after date three that he told me that he was separated and not divorced, and he called me up and he told me that. He called you up and he told you that? 
Yeah, so he called me. Um, he had not even told me about his daughter at that time up until the first couple of days. Okay. Um, so then he kept calling me and asking me, do you want to meet for a movie on Wednesday? And I was like, no, you know, have, I'm not allowed to meet him on weekdays, right, according to the rules. Well, so I'm, well you're going Sorry. by strict 100% rules. I'm not 100% rules coach, but. That's right. But I am 100% if a man is not divorced, and I even go mm-hmm. so far as to say a number of years after the papers have been signed to mm-hmm. – to not be dating them at all. And I'll tell yeah, you why afterwards. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you read my book? I read it after everything happened. I wish I would read it before everything happened. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, it kind of explains why, right? That's right. Yes, it explains why we can't be dating men who are not a long time divorced, meaning a minimum for me of three years with the papers signed and they've been on their own. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about more about why that is, uh, but I want to go ahead with your um, with your breakup and how that happened. Yeah, um, but just to add, he had been separated for... I mean, I would say now nearly two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what he told you. Yeah. This well, is what he told me. He told me a year and a half. Okay. Right. And because we always have to put online. that. We always have to put that caveat, because yeah. here's what um, men will tend to do, because mm-hmm. in marriages. Um, Anyone who's been married for any length of time can tell you that by the time you're separated or divorced, but especially by the time you're divorced, you knew that the relationship was over years before that ever occurred, years before. And so what will happen is men will kind of, um, calling it gild the lily a bit, and tell you when they feel that they're you know, not connected to the marriage anymore, and even when they're thinking about getting out, that they're separated. And it may not be the truth at all. So we want to be really careful. And I'm, I'm not saying this to you, Mira, I'm, uh, you know, as a, um, oh, my goodness, this is what you did. I'm saying it as a teaching, right, um, a moment for everybody who's listening because um, we'll get into why it is that um, men who are not divorced for a number of years are not um, in the state of being a buyer and they're in the state of being a consumer. So uh, you were, he did not ask you out for New Year's Eve, so how did you finally end it? Um, it end, so the way it ended is we went out on the day after Christmas was Thursday, so that was the day we went to the countryside. Um, I'm sorry, was it Wednesday or Thursday? But on Friday night, he sent me a message saying, um, hey, what's up? New Year's Eve is coming. Got plans. Which wow. Which kind of, yeah, yeah, which kind of made me a little bit mad. Sure. Um, yeah, but the next day morning, he messaged me, Saturday morning, he messaged me really early at about 9, 9.30 saying, you know, random things like, oh, I watched this movie last night. I went to sleep on the couch. I woke up at 4 a.m. So it was just completely random. He moved away from the topic of New Year's Eve completely mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. 
then I didn't hear from him when so the reason I wasn't messaging him replying to him again is because of this thing called dead zone in the rules so if he hasn't asked you out after Friday 6 p.m. you don't re respond to him between Friday 6 p.m. and Sunday 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, which is the reason I wasn't responding to him mm -hmm. um, and that Saturday was not a Saturday with his daughter so again mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. we went out on Wednesday, Wednesday was the uh, countryside date, I expected him to at least ask me out for Saturday, if not New Year's Eve, because that is still available. According to the rules, I could still go out on that day. But he didn't even mention Saturday. Um, and then Saturday, Sunday, the whole day I didn't hear from him. Sunday night, he messaged me saying, um, I had a fantastic day at the countryside. I haven't heard from you in four days. What's going on? Mm -hmm. um, but by then, I was just quite mad. I didn't reply to him at all. And um, that was it? And then, no, then Monday is uh, 31st of December. Mm -hmm. And that was the day he messaged me at around noon. He said, I've been invited to spend New Year's Eve with some of my oldest, dearest friends at a holiday house. Uh, about an hour away from the city where I live. Mm -hmm. um, I was really hoping you could come along, meet my friends, join in the celebrations. Mm -hmm. um, and that was at noon. So I, of course, didn't respond to that. Um, I didn't hear from him at midnight, wishing me Happy New Year, nothing. I heard from him after 7 p.m. at about mm -hmm. quarter past 7 on the 1st of Jan. Mm -hmm. uh, sending me a message saying Happy New Year. And and you did not respond, I assume? I did not respond. I have not responded to any messages. Um, after that, I heard on the 3rd of Jan, he called me. He called mm -hmm. me once. He left a message on my phone saying, can you call me back? I, of course, did not call him back. By then, I had spoken to my rules coach and I had made the decision um, that I would go no contact on him. Um, okay. So he called up, yeah, yeah. He the called up of, He called up on the 3rd of Jan, he left a voicemail. He called up on the 4th of Jan, he called up about seven times, and he left one voicemail and a whole bunch of messages saying, can you call me back, why aren't you calling, those kind mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. Nothing saying, I'm sorry, there was no apology or anything, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, the last call I got from him was on the 6th of Jan. He left a voicemail saying the same thing, you know, can you call me back? He said, can you call me back even if it is to have a final conversation, but I did mm -hmm. not call him back. Okay. So that's so, how it ended. Okay. So how are you doing today with it? This is, so this was um, a few months ago. <clears throat> yeah, about two and a half months ago. Mm -hmm. How are you doing with things and where are you in your life now? Um, I'm dating other people. Um, I was dating other people even when I was seeing him because I wasn't exclusive with him. He never asked for that exclusivity, even though he, mm -hmm. he could sense that I was looking for some sort of a commitment. Mm -hmm. um, so I was always dating, you know, going on my date zeros, date ones with other people. Um, personally, it's been very, very heartbreaking because I liked him a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I thought we had similar values. Mm -hmm. um, I quite liked him. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, during the whole no contact period, it, it comes and goes. Sometimes I feel very angry towards him. 
True. Sometimes I feel, well, he, you know, I hope he comes back. Mm-hmm. Right, sure. And he likely will come back and what I call lob one in, meaning that he'll try to text you and get you to call him at some different points along the way, along his own journey. So to kind of dissect this and kind of Monday morning quarterback things, and mm-hmm. and um, I will tell you, you know, I I come from a stance of believing that, you know, women are the love in the world. And we have to be so incredibly protective of that. And one of the ways we do that, of course, is with the rules, because the rules work very, very well in helping us to determine who's really interested and who will possibly be a buyer. And what I mean by buyer is that if you've read my book, you know that I believe men live in two states of being. And that is being ready, willing, and able to commit or not due to a set of criteria that I outline in the book. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very helpful to take the test and you can go to willhecommit.com and take the test to see where your man stands on the scale of being ready, willing, and able to commit. Because the state of being a consumer does not um, does not preclude any man loving you and wanting to be with you because mm-hmm. men do not commit out of love alone. Men see commitment as a responsibility. So it's very, very different for them. And here's the thing that we know. When a man is um, in a marriage um, and or separated because it is not formally um, dissolved, the marriage, he is on the team that he considers his wife and any children coming from that marriage to be. So the five words that I use for women who think, well, I can date a married man. Well, here are the five words. A man doesn't leave his team. Men don't leave their team. And we see this all around us in um, sports because sports come from the mind of males and males are very sports oriented because the three C's of men, my three C's of men are, they are about challenge, competition and conquering. That's in their core. That's where they live. That is what gives them life. It's, it's who they are just, as much as who we are at our core is the cooperators, the connectors, the caretakers of the world. That's what women are. So when a man tells you anything less than he has been divorced, with it finalized, for a minimum of three years, we need to run and run quickly. So, in other words, that Wednesday night when he, now you had been out three or four times, I think, when he told you, I'm just separated, if you had left then and said, I understand, but I'm not interested in in dating anyone who's not divorced, if and when you get divorced, feel free to contact me then. I have no idea if I'll be uh, free or available, but thank you very much, but I don't date separated men. What would have happened? I guess 
I would have just continued dating as I was dating other people. I would have been in the same situation as I am right now without the heartbreak, I'm guessing. That's right. That's right. You would have not had as much heartbreak because, A, you wouldn't have wasted so much time, right? But not mm-hmm. so much the wasted time. It's, you see, that women, we women, bond through time and sex. Now, you didn't have mm-hmm. sex with him, but you were being physical. You were kissing him. You were connecting to him, right? Yeah. You were connecting to him. And so in every moment that you spent with him, you, as a woman, are connecting, And while a man is, it's not in the same way. He's enjoying and consuming the time he has with you, a pretty puppy. You see how different it is? Mm -hmm. Because um, he is already on a team. And even if he's benched for a time, if we think about uh, baseball, and he's benched, with an injury. He's still on that team and that is his team and he will be loyal to that team. And I don't mean a man will be faithful. Excuse me. Hold on. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that he'll be faithful because, um, as you know, um, the last chapter of my book, I deal with why it is that we know in our society, do not date a married man because he will not leave his wife. And statistically, that's the deal. Only 3% of men who have an affair on their wives will ever leave their wife for the woman with whom they're having the affair. Only 3%. It's a statistical anomaly. And this is because a man, A, even if he's been divorced uh, for a little while, a year, two years, three years, he's not in the state of being a buyer. He's just coming off what he believes to be a big failure. Men are all about competition, challenge, conquering. That means they want to achieve and they do not want to fail. And they certainly do not want to fail when it's a public failure. So it's very difficult. Divorce is extremely difficult for men, much more so than we would allow ourselves to think um, because it is the ultimate failure for them and they do not bounce back quickly. And they do not want to take on the responsibility they see commitment as being very readily. Now, of course, Everybody knows we all have a friend of a friend who she met a married man and they're together now. And yes, anomalies happen. I call them eclipses. Eclipses happen. But we don't want to want to bank on the eclipse. We know that the earth goes around the sun and we don't want to um, bank on anything else because those eclipses come up infrequently and we want to think of ourselves, ourselves excuse me, as exceptional women but not the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Because if we think of ourselves as the exception to the rule, we are likely to get heartbroken and hurt. And the man will only look at us um, knowing um, when we say, you know, thank you very much, I'm not interested in dating someone who's just separated, 
I give honor to, you know, the fact that you're married. And if and when that should happen, um, you know, feel free to look me up. Don't know where I'll be in my life. Don't even know if I'll be married at the time, but feel free. Mm-hmm. Because um, this is the other thing that's so important in terms of someone separated. That means they can get back together. Right. Right, which was a fear when I first started dating him. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I read the, the rules, it says it says very clearly, don't date a married man, don't date a separated man. It says it, if you are dating a separated man, at least make sure he lives separately. So I had made sure he's been living separately from her for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this still happened. Did you ever go there? No, I never went to his house. Mm-hmm. So but we really, I, we really don't know. Well, I also looked up his ex's Facebook profile, um, and she was quite public with her posts about their separation and things. Okay. Like that. So they were. But you see, it's messy, right? It's all messy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And as a single woman, and I'm, as I, as I, tout, I am not a hundred percent rules coach. I'm an eighty twenty coach. Mm-hmm. And that means if you do the rules 80% of the time, the 20% you don't will not matter. However, there are things that I veer completely from the rules like this, where you do not at all marry, uh, sorry, date a separated man, ever. Mm-hmm. Because it is a recipe for heartbreak. Now, again, eclipses happen. Yeah. But because of my um, theory of consumer versus buyer, they are the man is not in a state and and i you know everything comes from the puppy principle so for example because we see pet ownership as a responsibility even though we love all pets right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we love women love puppies and we love them all but if we have had a puppy um and we've had a a puppy for a long time and it's now you know 11 years old or 12 years old and it passes the the doggy passes most of us don't go right out and get another right right because normally we want the freedom for a while because pet ownership is a responsibility right You have to be there for them. You have to attend to them. You have to pay for them. You have to feed them. You have to take them out. I mean, it's a definite responsibility. And because we love all puppies, we want them around us all the time. But it's only if we're really in a state of being able to take on the responsibility and feel that we can do that again where we will. So some people will. Some people will go right out and get another puppy. But what happens when someone does that usually? It's usually that they're so hurting from the loss of their previous doggy that they want to assuage the pain. Mm-hmm. Right? So what assuages the pain more than another adorable 12-week-old puppy that's romping around and... What's that? The rebound puppy. The rebound puppy, exactly. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't love them, right? But it doesn't mean that if we do that and we go out right after our doggy passes in a couple of weeks and get a new puppy, it doesn't mean that we don't love that little puppy, right? We do. 
-hmm. We absolutely adore it. But along the way, we start thinking, oh, did I make a mistake? I'm now saddled with this again, right, with the responsibility. doesn't mean you don't love it, mm -hmm. right? But you take that up, you know, a million notches to a man with a woman. He's going to adore every second with his 12-week-old puppy. But he is not going to want to take on the enormous responsibility he feels commitment is being because I also often say ladies you have to remember we don't we're not we're not saying we're going to be that responsibility most of us have jobs we have our full lives we don't see ourselves as a responsibility we just want the love and commitment of a relationship mm -hmm. right that's not how the man sees it because it's not just being responsible for you it's being responsible to you there's a big difference because okay. you see the difference the difference is not that he being responsible for someone is taking on financial responsibility and all manner of like caretaking things like that it's not that it's being responsible okay. to you where a man after a long marriage he wants to be free again men are all about being Daniel Boone Daniel Boone is a famous um, you know explorer that went out on his own and he explored the West and he was a frontiersman you know that tackled the the frontier on his own and most men have an inner Daniel Boone that they want to be out and alone now, doesn't mean that every puppy that comes along they're not going to enjoy, right? Yeah. Enjoy the time, enjoy petting them, enjoy being around them. And it's up to us as the puppies to keep ourselves safe and know, you know, I know, and you can't tell them because they don't understand the state of being a buyer. They're just on top of time. They're right there with you that second. They want to yeah. pet you in that moment. Looking for commitment from the man you love? Take the consumer versus buyer relationship test so you can discover if your man is ready, willing, and able to commit. Go to willhecommit.com. It's fast, free, and you'll get immediate results. There's nothing I could have done. At least it wouldn't have ended so badly. Would you have advise me to at least say something to him before ending it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Absolutely. Like, like what? Um, I would have advised you to say what um, should have been said on that Wednesday night. But it would be, you know, um, and if you're, if you're saying it when he was getting in touch with you around New Year's, mm -hmm. it would be, you know, I was very hurt at New Year's that you did not invite me um, earlier on. You know, I, I assumed, you know, we were seeing each other on a regular basis. You were calling and, and setting things up and, you know, called me naive, but I thought that perhaps we would be together on New Year's Eve, and it hurt that you didn't want to. And he'll give you some excuse of what he was yeah. thinking or whatever, right? And you say, yeah. here's the thing, that, um, you know, I like you. I 
allowed myself to go down this road against my better judgment. And my better judgment was telling me not to date someone who's not divorced. And I should have listened to that, but I didn't. That's my bad. And But, you know, New Year's Eve, given our um, trajectory, was kind of your bad. But really, when there's two bads, no harm, no foul, I just have to end this. And if you end up getting your divorce and you want to contact me, uh, you know, I'm fine with that. But I'm, I'm going to move on, and I do wish you the best. And then you go no contact. Okay. Don't you think he already knows what he's done? It is, it's, it's not that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. It's that it's best that you have that final word. Okay. Now, it doesn't really matter because, yes, he knows, sure, right? But you're left with the feeling of not having the closure that you may want to, you would have preferred to have had, which is kind of... that's right. Right? Yeah. And At that's why... just telling him how I feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so vital for us as women, <laughs> right? Yeah. Have I the nail on the head? Yeah, right? It really is because we're the feeling creatures. And, you know, to allow him to know that, you know, you take ownership, right, of what Mm -hmm. was really your part. And, um, you know, again, I think the rules are fantastic in the beginning of any relationship and so important. But one thing that I absolutely do not agree with, do not get yourself involved with any man who's separated or not divorced with a paper signed, sealed, delivered, he's moved on, especially when children are involved. Yeah, in retrospect, I completely agree. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In retrospect, yeah, because when we've been through anything with someone who has been in a committed relationship, um, you you have experienced something that you don't want to experience again. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for you, having done the rules, you didn't get into a sexual relationship, thank goodness. Yeah. Right? I completely agree. Yeah. Oh, how painful would that have been? I agree. Right? Yeah. So you have to give yourself, you know, a lot of credit there. Um, and also the the fact that, you know, let's let's look at this a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I'm, I have been divorced. And mm-hmm. it's a very painful thing. And I was divorced with no children, so that makes it even an easier thing. And it wasn't an adversarial divorce. Mm-hmm. It was a fairly amicable divorce and it was still really painful because of a a long long I was married over 10 years mm-hmm. that it's it's yeah. painful to separate that and when you have a child or children mm-hmm. the there's so many things you're wrestling with and as a man the man is wrestling with I'm I've been either if the wife has um, if the wife has been the one to call it quits and 80% of the time statistically a divorce is Mm -hmm. brought by a woman Mm -hmm. 80% because she's going to live by her feelings there's no more love in the relationship there's no more happiness there's no more whatever she is going to want out whereas the man in his world as a man 
and this is funny because I, I ask um, I ask women to do this. Take your brothers, your male friends, whatever, and you give them this scenario, and you say John is on a adult baseball team, and he goes to practice every Wednesday nights after work, and he has to play on Saturday mornings during the season. And he's been doing it for, you know, 15, 20 years, and he hates it. He's no longer, the luster's off of it. He doesn't like um, the position he plays. He doesn't like the coach. He is just doing it. And his wife and other women will say, you know, John, just quit. You don't like it? Just quit. Does he quit? No. Right. You ask any man, and they say immediately, hell no. And no, as a woman, you, right, because if he doesn't, if he quits, guess what all the other men call him? Mm-hmm. Right? All the other men call him a negative word for a female body part. Mm-hmm. And that is just not what makes a man a man. Because in the man's world, a man, here in the States, they just say, man, suck it up. Right? So he won't. So no matter how bad his marriage is, statistically, he will not be going and filing for a divorce. Mm -hmm. Only when it's been his wife that cheats. Okay. That is tantamount to him of being kicked off the team. Mm-hmm. Then he has reason. Yeah. Then other men, oh, sure, of course. Your wife cheated, you're out. That's man code. It's how they process things that's very different from feelings. Mm-hmm. Now, many times, and, and I like this in our society, that men are getting more, um, more feelings-oriented in a way. That many times now, they'll want to succeed so much and not lose their team, meaning not lose the cohesiveness of the family, not lose their children. And because many times, if there's a great relationship and foundation, the wife, even if she has cheated, can get through to him finally what she was trying to tell him for years that she was unhappy about. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? She can, he finally gets it now, what she was saying, and heard her. And now, because it's the final inning, he's going to go and get some kind of marital counseling and work on the problems and try to please so that he doesn't fail. That's interesting. It's all about results in terms of the man. Achievement, not achievement. Succeed, fail. Black, white. Mm -hmm. That's the male mind. And ours is so much more complex and Mm feelings-oriented. And we live by our feelings. They live by their decisions. And this is why it's so sometimes such a struggle, A, to have a man make a commitment, because to him, that's it. Your word is what makes you a man. Your decisions are what make you a man. 
they do not commit out of love alone. Love is only part of taking on the responsibility they view commitment as being. Just like we can love all puppies, but once we decide to go and adopt one, we're now bonded in a different way. That little being is our responsibility and we're going to live up to it in a different way than just allowing puppies to come by and we pet them and have fun. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. So Can I ask absolutely. one more question? Would you advise, I mean, if I, I was thinking of sending him a text now, could I, would it be still okay to do that? What would you want, what would you want to say? Something similar to what you mentioned earlier. And what, um, what do you feel you would gain by that or what would be the feeling? What do you want, what do you want to get out of it is, I guess, the question. What's your goal? It's just, I think at this point, it's just closure. I honestly, I mean, although you said in the beginning that you think he will come back, he will at least text me or something. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think so. He's a very um, determined person from what I know. I'm sorry, Um, because I, 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 it was, it was garbled. I didn't hear that. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, what I was saying is that uh, although you said in the beginning that he will probably come back or at least text me or check in or something, mm-hmm. I don't think he will. That is that is my understanding, at least, of the situation. Um, and I just, at this point, I just want the closure. Do you think, so uh, two questions with that, because I think it's an interesting question. Do you mm-hmm. think he will not come back because of the way you ended things? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So you're thinking that if I had ended things more the way I said it, that he would feel okay to come back. That the door was left ajar. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's not the reason why I'm doing it, because I... I don't like the way even he handled it. I think if he was... Although men are not feelings-oriented, I think he should have maybe said something that, you know, this is not going anywhere. This is a very bad way of ending things. Uh Okay. So here's what, you know, it's such a valid point, Mira, because we cannot ever expect that a man will do that. If he, in other words, you see, you're the pretty puppy that he really liked. And how do I know that? He would not have continued to spend every Saturday night with you for six months if he did not really like you. Okay? Men don't do what they don't want to do. Men are very self-serving in that way. In other words, they don't do it for when, when it's not, when someone is not part of their team, Mm-hmm. or they're not going to get anything from it. And in all honesty, mm-hmm. he, he did not, he did this because he liked you so much, not because he was getting sex from it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So he really, really liked you. He is not in touch. You know, he's a man. So he is not understanding of why it is that this, in a way, even occurred. 
because you didn't have that discussion with him. You see, a man thinks if you're staying, you're okaying. I Do you know what I mean by that? No. Can you explain that, please? Sure. So around that time that he told you, I'm just separated, mm-hmm. you stayed. What does staying oh. show him? I'm okay with that. That I'm okay, yeah. Men live by men live by actions. But wouldn't there be this implicit understanding that this was still going to go somewhere? I would expect that he's getting a divorce. No. No? Do not do that to yourself, ever, mm-hmm. as a woman. Mm-hmm. Just because a man lives by what you're doing, right, lives by your rules. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I always laugh at the, you know, he's a rules man. There's no such thing as a rules man. He's either a consumer or a buyer, and if he likes you enough, he will spend time with you because you're a pretty puppy, mm-hmm. and that's it. He will do whatever. In other words, if you turned around one evening and said, I want to have sex with you, he's going to be a rules man and say, oh, no, 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 it's too soon. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> True. It's, it's ridiculous. He's going to do whatever the woman allows him to do. Mm-hmm. So if you had, um, if you met him and on the first date you wanted to have sex with him, again, would he say, oh, no, 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 this needs to be a rules relationship, so it's going somewhere? <laughs> of course not. No, definitely not. Right, right. So, so that's the thing we have to know, that he would go along until it no longer suited him. Mm-hmm. Now, doesn't mean that the rules don't make him fall for you. And this is the deal, which is so great. There is nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing, nothing like the rules that will allow a man to fall in love the way a man falls in love, which is through wondering. Mm-hmm. So you did that. A man falls in love through wondering and longing, wondering about you and longing for you, wondering about you and longing for you. So the longer you make him wait for sex, the more he wonders, the more he wonders, the more he's falling in love. It's not, um, you know, so many um, women we get confused and I know certainly the time, you know, that I was growing up, it was, and I grew up in a more like a puritanical environment that it was you didn't have sex because it wasn't right because it wasn't uh, a good it wasn't right it wasn't appropriate out of marriage and all kinds of shoulds and um, uh, religious things and uh, moral overtones and all of this and you know with the women's movement and everything happening it was seriously confusing and it still is but the point is, is that none of this is about, none of what I work with is about any of that. It's about the reason we don't, because we want to. It's not that we don't want to. The reason we can't is that if we want him to fall in love, we have to give him that chance. And men don't fall in love the way women fall in love. And they don't 
they can they can fall what appears to be very quickly, but that's a shallow falling. It's oh. not real love. In other words, the moment he sees you as the pretty puppy you are, he wants to have sex with you. That's just male. Mm-hmm. And every male, when they're honest, they'll tell you, the moment I see a woman, it's either a yes or a no. I either want to or I don't. Mm. And you have to fall into the category of, as everybody who listens to me, Madonna or whore. Because that's the brain that men have. And you need to be presenting yourself from the moment you see him as the Madonna, meaning Mother Mary, not the singer. Yes. If you want any possibility of a long-term committed relationship with that man, because he wants his wife and possibly the mother of his children to be in the former category, not the second one. Now, it doesn't mean that he looks across and there you are and you're in a, you know, the sexiest getup ever and you're showing yourself to be provocative and you want to have sex with him that night. He's in heaven. (laughs) Of course he is. And he'll have a wonderful time and if he's a decent guy, he'll still treat you well. But you will never be in the category of marriage material. Because, unfortunately, that's the way their brains work. And, oh, don't write to me and say, you know, you're so off. I met my husband and I had sex with him the first night and blah, blah. Hey, eclipses happen. Fantastic Uh for you. But I'm not in the business of eclipses. I want what works for women. And what works long term? I mean, marriage should be for life. At least that's one would like it to be for life. That's what we're going for. Of course, and and a man will not consider someone, and why won't they consider the extremely overtly sexual woman in the same way that they consider uh, the woman who presents herself as high value? It's very simple, because the worst thing you can do for a man is cheat on him. Because what does that show the world? See, when, for a, in a man's world, mm-hmm. when a woman cheats on him, that means several things. He believes it means to the outside world, he, he's not a good lover. Mm-hmm. He has a small penis. Whatever ridiculous thing you see, he is, that's what he doesn't want the world to ever think. So he thinks cheating, a woman cheating, is about physical dissatisfaction? Nine times out of ten, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. That's the male way of thinking. And he's so concerned that the rest, all other men, think of him as less than a man. You can't satisfy your partner or wife. And and we as women, nine times out of ten, it's not about that. Exactly. Right. It's the exact opposite, in fact. <laughs> Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's because we feel our feelings have changed. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, because, see, the man, it's not about 
it's not about that. When you make a commitment, you live by that commitment and you suck it up. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a very different approach. When, and my work is always about getting into the male mind because until we understand it, we continue to do things that are antithetical to the way they believe. So in answer to your question about following up with him, um, I mean, you could certainly send, in other words, it wouldn't matter. It's not going to necessarily change anything, but if it makes you feel better, Mm -hmm. um, you certainly can, but I think it would seem very, very odd and confusing to him at this juncture. Why confusing? Pardon me? Why would it seem confusing? Because if you were going to answer, you would have answered then. Mm. It doesn't make any sense to him. Why now? Why after three months would you send anything? Either And, and it shows that you really haven't moved on from it, which I think mm. gives him an upper hand or feeling like, hey, I must have been so great. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Okay, yeah. And here's the thing for men. If he really wants to find out, because right now he, you're just making him wonder. The moment you did all that, you made him wonder. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I had no doubt that he really, really liked you or he would not have done what he was doing, right? Mm-hmm. He, would, he would not have. But doesn't mean he's in, consumers are not bad men at all. Do you, do you know why I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because no. he's a consumer, just because you go to the um, the park where all the puppies are and you play with them and you love them and kiss on them and hug them and allow them to look your face and do all that they do, but you have no intention of ever adopting one of them. Are you bad? No. Exactly. You just love puppies. Mm-hmm. He's a man. We have to, as women, understand so that we are self-protective. We cannot ever expect a man who is not fully, formally committed to us to ever protect us from them. Mm -hmm. We just cannot. And sometimes, even with that formal commitment, we cannot, because a man may cheat, right? Mm -hmm. But a good man will attempt to live up to the commitment he's made. But when he's not in a committed, he, that, that's not, he does not relate via those feelings and act from those feelings. Mm-hmm. So that's why commitment is very important. Yeah. But the rules, when done, these days, in a hundred percent fashion, because of text, are extremely confusing and off-putting to men. This is what I have found in coaching vis-a-vis the rules, and that's why I do it in an 80-20 fashion. Okay. Because that, that dead zone you're talking about and all that, that can mm-hmm. be extremely... Um, Yes, you want to instill wonder in a man, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But when Mm -hmm. done to the nth degree, I've had so many women come to me that have done the rules for a year. 
mm-hmm. and they have gone out with a man for a year of Saturday night dates and think that all of a sudden they're going to get a commitment from that man. Mm-hmm. Not possible for the most part. Eclipses happen, mm-hmm. but A, you don't even really know that man. We don't know men from going out on nice dates with them on Saturday nights. That's true. We have no idea who they really are. And it is not advisable to ever accept any kind of engagement or get married to someone that that has occurred because you don't know him. And he, if he wants to make that kind of commitment, he doesn't know you either. And, and that is circumspect. Mm-hmm. So I don't advise that. You must have a relationship, a real relationship, in order to see if he's going to be the type of man and then engagement and marriage. Because marriage is that commitment and you do only want to do it once. You want it to last. Yeah. Right? Ideally at least, yeah. Yes. So I am so glad that we had this talk. And, you know, whatever you decide to do, whether you decide to send that or not, um, it sounds like you, you're moving on, you're dating, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. And for anyone who is dating, and if you're doing it online, uh, check out the um, online, the One Love Dating Test. And take that test to see where you are um, in terms of your online dating strategies. Because without strategy number three in my program, you can spend a lot of time with abject consumers and not show yourself to be the woman of value and get to the buyers. And I'm all about a woman not wasting her time, her attention, and her affection on men who cannot commit and not in a state of committing. So I recommend that, you know, take that test, see where you are, and, you know, connect with me on that program if you are doing online dating. I'd be happy to talk to you. So uh, for now, uh, if you liked our conversation today, please subscribe and share. And as always, with any man in your life, best to make him wonder. Till next time. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at MakeHimWonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.